Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. Welcome to Spoken Word on 3CR Community Radio. My name is Brendan Bonsack. 3CR proudly acknowledges the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, whose poetry has been spoken on this land for thousands and thousands of years. Well, by some fluke of the cosmos, it's Valentine's Day today, so I've got to get through the show without playing Love is in the Air. It seems like a good excuse to invite along to the show Blake Percival, who's been performing some exquisite love poems around town lately. Welcome to the show, Blake. Yeah, thank you. It's nice to be here. Most poets are embarrassed to write about love. They always apologise before they read one. I think that love deserves to be celebrated, even if it is probably the most traumatic thing that your heart can experience. Why do you say it's traumatic? Because it's like the most pain that I've ever had in my life. And I think that that doesn't just, like, there's no correlation to that between having a partner or losing your friends or having a family around like love affects us all in such a diverse way that it definitely deserves to be celebrated and it's always at the top of my list to write about. Blake was winner of the Sydney Road Writers Cup last year with this piece. Once you know that the world is made up of many more particles than electrons, protons and neutrons, that gravity is mostly an invisible, mysterious force despite its constant presence, that the galaxies are being pushed apart by energy we cannot source, that some particles constantly jump in and out of existence, that the universe came from a single point and expanded into infinity, you begin to realise that magic is alive and well in the world, just not in the way you expected it to be. You write about the way it feels at the beginning, like someone's airing up a balloon inside of your stomach. You write about urgency, the call across the wind. When I say your name, I become a scientist, a philosopher, an evangelist of human connection. You theorize, you believe, and you write. The universe recycles atoms, and maybe yours and mine were next to each other at the beginning. Maybe your collision was the Big Bang that kickstarted the entire universe. Maybe the stories are true. You write about the music symphonies and opera notes that saved your life. You write about how I look at you, like the plucked strings of a guitar, the resonant organ in your chest. Maybe you write about how you didn't want to fall. You didn't need anyone and you had plans. You were solid and unyielding and stable, but he crashed into you and the world shifted under your feet. You were Pangea and he separated you into continents. You write about fear and the warning signs that you chalk up to anxiety, the inner sound that bites you that you can't delete. You never deserve to be happy. You dare to believe. And I will shout over it with you because you can be brave and heartbroken. But here comes the letdown, the free fall of a thousand foot cliff and you smash into the ground. You are blood and broken bones, hearts in shreds. Know that when you think nothing will catch you, that I will. You write... Maybe you think that I'm a bit insane and you try to figure it out and try to define our past, but it's all fragmented memories. Your hands will continue to type and through blurred eyes you'll write, I rose with the sun today, nature's energy soaking into my mental. When I mediate into the craft of the creator, my mind alleviates, my soul concentrates, my spirit alleviates to the uttermost understanding that a madness beyond these stars exists. 
People will tell you to awaken, others tell you to chase your dreams, so which one is it? Are you asleep and in need of lucidity? Are you within reality and need to find your purpose? Do both doorways lead to the same result or are they different paths altogether? Can one be awakened merely by non-action or must they constantly strive to move in dialectical fashion? Similarly, can one achieve their dreams in either way? Perhaps one day we merely open our eyes without our dream eyes, our subjective eyes, or even our absolute and objective eyes and find the answers. After all, to be awake means to fall asleep in due time and to dream means to be awakened abruptly as well. I ponder the nature of your mind, all that exists around me. The sun is starting to light up the sky and the only thing that I change from 4.47 this morning till now is having you beside me. You're sending me goodnight messages about particle physics and I've had two hours of sleep. I have no memory of who I am and I was still ready to talk about giant squids. If electrons get tired of being in so many places, the possibility of Atlantis and why a cup of coffee and you feels like home between my hands. Thank you for sharing that again. How did you come to write that piece? Um, I went on a day trip to Wilson's Promontory. And I'd only, I've just moved to Melbourne a couple of months ago. So I just went there by myself and I'd met this girl and we've been spending some time together. And I don't know, I think the rest of me gets carried away within a person and you kind of like, both of you are stumbling around a lot and there's like, words just come out. I don't know where that is. Like I can't sit there and say that I'm just going to write about someone. And then there's this girl that I really realistically barely know and things just come pouring out of you. So there's... There's no measure of time for how deep you can feel something or, you know, where, where that comes from. I have no idea. I can't, I can't never sit down and say that I'm going to write something. It's just there and it has to get out. It sounds a bit obsessive. It does sound a little bit obsessive, I guess. Like once you start, like my poems are so long and it's hard to squeeze them. Like when I have to do slam poetry, like to make it four minutes is almost like in, I don't know how to do that. It's, it's very difficult. And did the person you wrote it for, did they hear it? Yes, they did. They were at the Writers' Cup when I read it for oh, the first time. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes, yeah, so that was the first time I've ever done spoken word. Yeah, it's very, very nerve-wracking. <laughs> so I guess it's a bit different to be able to show that to people now. So before you were doing spoken word, you were a musician? Yeah, I'm still being Obviously, a Obviously, you're still yeah. a musician. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's just nice to have a, another outlet that... Yeah, your expression is so off the charts that you can just go anywhere with it. I really enjoy having that freedom. I love performing songs. I love singing. I love being in front of a crowd. I love entertaining people. But there's something that like draws a line so much deeper when you just like everything you say. You can't you can't hide behind a paragraph of words. It's almost impossible. It's a it's a new world standing and being yourself. I guess. That's my favourite thing about listening to other people write is to try and be like, just live vicariously through them for however long they're standing up there. And I want to understand how they were feeling and I just hope that I can also portray that and share that with somebody and not be alone in all of the mess that I create with my words. Yeah. Call 3CR 94198377 and subscribe. Subscribe today. Subscribe now. You are on the Spoken Word program on 3CR Community Radio. I'm talking to Blake Percival today about love and love poetry. It's easier to write about love once you've lost it. Before you fall in love, or before you love someone, 
I guess um, your poetry almost gets a bit more intricate because you're almost tiptoeing around the idea of saying how you really feel without doing it, like without actually saying those words. And then in the middle, like everything's just so happy that you almost forget to write about it because you're there living in it. Whereas, whereas after everything is like compiled and you've got endless things to write about because you, you're either happy it's gone or you're chasing it. So it's definitely easier to write about the aftermath. And you knew where it started and you knew where it ended. Exactly. Yeah, so, you have, yeah. Everything's mapped out for you. It's just how you feel after it's gone. In music, do you write about love? Most of the time, yeah. All of my songs are breakup songs. I really, really struggle to write songs when I'm happy. It just doesn't work. I don't know if it's just my my voice, my style of singing, like how I like to be wherever I am with my guitar. It just doesn't come out properly. I wrote like my first proper happy song only last month about one of my best friends. And that was like the first time I've literally like not written a song about being very, very sad or wanting to die. So, I mean, it's great, <laughs> but it's, it's so much harder. I don't know why to reflect on like the positive happy moments in your life. The misery and art somehow morph together and you do art more when you don't feel the greatest because I guess that maybe it's your comfort zone and that makes you feel better and to get it all out or you have less to get out when you're happy. You're preoccupied when you're happy. I guess so, yeah. You're not loathing around. You're never like you're not just sitting there taking up space. You don't have much time to think because you're just living. Do you want to read us another one? Yeah, sure. I know that love is not pebbles on the window at 2am or kissing in a rainstorm. More often than not, it's you sleeping while my blood runs and my arms are wrapped around my knocking knees. I wish that love was a barefoot slow dance to my favourite song, but I will settle for your hands holding my ribcage together so I won't shake apart. I feel trapped inside this damp cocoon of language, a soft-spoken man yearning for the day of a radiant war-winning fight within myself. I am you and you are me. We have been the child burying himself in the back garden, swimming in a chlorinated pool of my own skin, but soon we will be the poet who looks at the battle and says that I will be loud and brave forever. I remember the barbed wire in your eyes after I told you what I am and who I am. Your eyes stretched over to the plants, trying to penetrate your idea of disgust through my skin and in their roots killed them. I remember when the sun got hoisted and got your monumental ego jealous that you decided to make tiny comparisons to your massive voice and it killed it too. I remember you cramped my lungs into a speck after sucking the life and love out of a room and told me words that murdered my mind, eviscerated my tongue and imploded my soul, killed me. That was when I could no longer believe that there was any living in the living room. Love is many things, but it should never be a habit. Kisses are seeds that should only be planted in willing lips, in methodical rows down the slope of her neck, not smeared across her turn cheek in passing, mumbled through clenched teeth. You used to take the time to breathe in the scent of my romance. Take the longer wait, hold my hand around the station, be 15 minutes late to work because the distance between us couldn't grow past the reach of your fingertips until the sun shined through my smile, until your eyes were full of the gravity of your many moons. How do I explain that there is no bravery in running from a house on fire, that this story begins with a body-born girl like an animal skinning itself in reverse and sewing itself up wrong, that dressing like this feels less like dressing up and more like dressing 
a wound, so wash my DNA from your hands and be rid of kissing my tainted, misgendered lips, second-guessing my sanity. You punched my already shortened breath out of my lungs with your bullet words, the serpents that slip out of your mouth when you get so mad, the volcanoes underneath your tongue cannot help themselves, lava burning lips like bloodstains. After us, I think even Aphrodite has given up on love. Did you get my message? I've been leaving so many voicemails on your stomach and your heart is a brick wall and I'm forever running into it because I'm in love with the way my skull feels shattered against your chest. I think I have an addiction to the way toothpaste sits on the outside of your lip when you're done brushing. I don't know why I can't forget fragility even when it's this close. I spent months trying to find where you had your heart tucked away. Searched for warmth and only ever found ice on your tongue, even in the summer moments that slicked my skin with sweat, never caused by hours of kissing, of lovemaking, bodies that rarely pressed against each other once you packed the feelings into suitcases, ages before I folded my clothes next to them and set myself miles away from you in this book. If there's anything I would have promised you, it's this. I would have loved you in quantities of breaths, how many notes your heart can sing while reading the sun's palm. I will love you as though the forest of yesterday is just tomorrow's bookmark, kneeling in the moss of the lips we promised to untangle later, like the only matter in the universe I could shadow in the wake of summer doesn't fold on top of my thoughts. I love you like we're now, and now is all that has ever existed. Darling, I have seen eternity in your eyes, and eternity will always be enough. I want to paint a picture on the back of your neck with my breath. Create the words you love to watch fall from my loving lips. But without the sound of my voice, you make me feel colors that assure me you'll never obscure our truth. Use your tongue to map out the curves and hollows of my aching body. Allow me to build a new empire using your legs around my hips. I would have never let you watch it burn down into ashes from me leaving. It has quite a sting in it, this one. What's the story behind this? Um, well, I'm transgender. So I guess um, my last relationship and last breakup are strongly correlated around when I came out as Blake and discovering my identity. And I guess that makes a lot of things very treacherous for some people. I mean, I don't know. I haven't experienced it from the other side. I think that I'm the same person, but uh, like trying to write in reflection of someone else thinking about me, I guess that's a big thing that comes out on top. Yeah. Almost all of my stuff up until maybe like six poems ago has been about the same person. You want to revisit it and see if it feels different, but it never does. And I guess a recurring thing is, do you ever really heal from a love that you experience when it's like the biggest one that you have? I don't know. I don't think it's ever going to go away. And it somehow shows up in all of my writing. It's just this horrible shadow that I cannot get rid of. I feel like I've got too many feelings all of the time. I think that's why it's like can be really difficult to let people in, especially in like a romantic sense. I think it takes a long time to understand how to love me. Then after experiencing it with my ex, I just she set a huge like the bar is just too high now. Like you, I I would never ever settle for feeling any less than I did the day that I first saw her. So, like, that in correlation with being guarded because I don't want to feel like that also ever again. So, it's yeah, it's hard. I'm just, I'm not waiting, but I'm definitely not just going to settle for anything. Not anymore. 
It's just like, this is how I know I can feel and this is the only thing that I would ever settle for. And then also on the flip side, if that ever did come up, I'd also probably be absolutely terrified because there's the aftermath that can be anywhere. Now you know what comes. Yeah, definitely. I thought I had had my heart broken before, but no, it didn't. (laughs) It wasn't. It just wasn't. I don't think I've ever seen someone so wonderful. Anyone as beautiful as you. Butterflies creeping through my spine from every word you speak. And a song so overdue. Smile on your face and the life that you so perfectly execute. Morning colors and good night kisses. Something that I've been wishing Now I've got a lifetime with you And I hope you're sleeping, I waking Cause it's my breath that you're taking, baby And I hope you're smiling, I frowning Cause it's my heart that you're drowning, baby You are on 3CR, 855 AM. I am Brendan Bonsack. And we just played the track Gonna Be Mine, released a couple of years ago by my guest today, Blake Percival. Are you working on any new music uh, in addition to your poetry? My voice has started breaking. I've been on hormone replacement therapy for eight months now. So I guess that's what made me also get more into writing because my singing voice is just 
super scratchy at the moment and I'm still trying to learn how to use it. I think it's relearning nonetheless how to use it. So there should be an EP coming out maybe at the end of April. Maybe if I can get it finished. But but all my other stuff I can't even sing anymore. It's really difficult. Will your voice go further, do you think? Oh, I'm not sure. It's gotten a lot deeper since I started, obviously. But I guess you don't even really know when that's going to stop either. It's just a surprise. Everything is a surprise. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about love today on the Spoken Word program, since it's Valentine's Day and a reasonable excuse. Apart from romantic love, what about other types of love, like, you know, siblings or your parents and things like that? Do you write about those? I do. I do write for them. I not long ago sent a letter to my brother I think that it's really important to tell people how you feel and especially if you like if you have the ability to be able to write anything even if you don't it's like getting that is just so honest and amazing and it's such a pure form of love to show someone to be like you know I took time out of my life to write this down on a piece of paper I mail it to you or give it to you or send it to you on a text like it I think words just they don't have enough weight Maybe we breeze past everything and it's kind of, yeah, maybe it is just easier not to say how you feel, but I feel like that's a waste because then you'd just, you'd rarely ever be honest and telling the truth would also be hard for you. And they they are huge, huge priorities in my life. Maybe I, I value that so if I can exist like that, then like you put things out into the universe and they should technically somehow reach back to you i want to be around people that are like me and have some of the same like values and share the same moral compass as me and i think that yeah if i can exist how i am then other authentic people will also gravitate around me has someone ever sent you a love poem no (laughs) (laughs) i am disappointed (laughs) not necessarily a love poem i've had like some very very sweet letter my ex did write me some things but yeah not a poem to say the least no I'm always writing the poems I'm always writing the songs <laughs> I don't know that would be interesting I'm not even sure if I could even be with a writer that would be that would be a lot we would have a lot of feelings it seems it's very explosive maybe chaotic maybe it would work I don't know if it, if it ever happens I'll let you know <laughs> <laughs> so many love poems so much love In 2016, 3CR published a book to celebrate the station's 40th birthday. Years in the making, Radical Radio celebrating 40 years of 3CR is a visually stunning account of the people and ideas that make up this dynamic station. At 300 pages, the book includes hundreds of images and over 50 features on programs, people, music and technology from across the decades. You can get your copy of 3CR's book for $49.50 at the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street Fitzroy or online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Get a piece of your own history. 3CR's Radical Radio is available now. The future makes me indelicate. I want to be the reason for everything. Does that make me the cause of nothing? The fluency of tongue and the action meted out by divine providence to those who cannot think for themselves over sweet phrases, over tight embraces. To put it simply, I just love being around you. Like life and death sitting under a roof on a sky that's on fire and thinking about holding hands, death wishes, and life looks at death and all it's taking and sees how much it consumes a person that wants nothing more than mercy. 
His hands are against his chest in fists, a projection of guilt into the night air that's almost impressive. Maybe she was created to put life upon the skin of an all-deserving death. Or maybe, in the end, heaven comes with the vibration of a particular smile that softens all previous experiences. Maybe we could be the most complicated kind of simple. We could go to the park and discuss how a swan fell in love with a swan boat and how tourism and capitalism intersect and what we think our dreams meant. I want to hold your hand during movies and hold your hand just because we're both alive and that's something. I want to learn all your favorite colors and how you feel about certain clothes fabrics and the last time you cried to music or cried to silence. The last time I cried was because I had a really rough day and then I spilled my tea on my pants and not just like a little bit, like it was the entire bowl upside down into my lap. And then I got a t-shirt the next day and it kind of fixed my brain thing. But anyways, back to you. I daydream about one day waking you up with kisses and keeping you up the same way and also discussing our secrets under blankets and we can stay in bed. I wish I had a better or at least more equipped vocabulary to explain myself. You you even make me want to wear a seatbelt and it's not just because I have to. To actively be aware of not wanting to die, I'm no longer clawing myself into negative space. I'm no longer just a creature of only absences. I'm not drowning in dirt. I'm happily lost and I really want to kiss you again. You make my mind feel so alive, and I don't know what any of this means. Even my ribcage stopped aching for the first time last week. Nothing is trying to escape me. I've been thinking, if a soul neither comes or goes, have I always known you? If all these spheres and layers of the universe are only so many varying products of Akasha and Prana, we live in the visible universe and we experience this as physical force and sensible matter. The next is a lunar sphere, it surrounds a solar sphere. This is also where I think my soul journeys to when you kiss me, the habitations of the gods out of my body, trying to comprehend if electricity is a force or matter if I begin or you end or we even started at the same place, maybe you and I are neither one. And we both become merged in the mind stuff, the primal energy. Of all the locations of the world, the carpeted floor of your room was the most romantic. This is not a pithy fact. I like the underside of things. If there was a study for love, I think it would follow the same trajectory as a beginner's course in oceanography. On a planet that is almost all water, it feels especially cruel to have invented toilets at all. Science really does stop for no one. Just imagine me on a plane and you on the tiniest strip of land. If we ever come back, I want to be a dung beetle, and all I'd need is a Milky Way to find you again, and I would find you again. Every splitting destiny and future that ever had the chance to breathe in this world. Petty mistakes and effects of choices, faltering, altering, and falling. I ended up alive, and I ended up here. They're sort of ecstatic, your love poems, aren't they? Yeah, I guess it's like all, all of the energy builds up. Yeah, it is exciting thing to write about. I think um, trying to map out where my mind is going and my my poems, like as you said, they can be very messy because I somehow come back to the point that I started when I didn't even mean to go off into a tangent somewhere. But it does you get excited about stuff and things pop up into your brain and this is your brain on love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a whack track. <laughs> Still trying to figure out how to use that one correctly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's a brain thing or a body thing, love? I have no idea. I don't know where that spark first comes from. Most of the time, like, you could just meet someone and know. Like, language is obviously, like, very important for me, and I love 
talking to people and I'm getting to know them. But like, yeah, my ex-partner, when I met her, it was just, I don't know where that came from. It was just like, I just, I don't want to be anywhere else. There's something about that. And maybe that wasn't even in my heart or my mind or however your body is made up and wherever you are in the universe, I think that you definitely drawn to people. Like if you acknowledge that and intuitionally follow that somewhere, like it's just the most in-depth feeling you could ever feel. Well, we're running out of time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for coming in today, Blake. No, it's been really nice. I really appreciate getting a space to share my work. It's a pleasant topic to talk about. It is, it is. Good old Valentine's Day. <laughs> Perfect for it. <laughs> yeah. That's the program for this week. Hopefully you're inspired to go out into the day and tell someone you love them. Please tune in every week, Thursday morning at 9am, for your dose of poetry and spoken word. This program is available to download from 3cr.org.au or your favourite podcasting app. And please remember to subscribe to the station by either visiting the website, dropping in at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy, or calling us on 03 8377. I am Brendan Bonsack. Thank you for listening.